back to Yes X or No Audio. It is approaching 10 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, October the 19th in the year 2023. Welcome to episode 3 of Day in Review. Today I weave together a few articles towards a purpose. We begin with the article by Dan Cohen, titled CNN Reporter Who Confirmed, that's in quotes, Fake beheaded Israeli baby story promoted Libya intervention propaganda in 2011. And that's from his Substack channel called Uncaptured Media. The other three articles are, first of all, by Manar Adley, who's the editor of Mint Press News, and it was republished in Shear Post by that editor there, Bob Shear. And the title is, how media outlets work with Israel to control Gaza narrative. The next is by Elizabeth Voss, who works for Consortium News with their live broadcasting, the producer of which is Kathy Vogan, and of course the editor, Joe Loria, is a participant in that too. And the article that she's published is Atrocity Propaganda, which hints at this nasty current term, which is atrocity porn, terrible term. Anyway, and the third article is It's All About Provoking Your Reaction by Scott Horton, published as an original at Anti-War. How to introduce this topic? Probably a few words. Babies. Dead babies. Bleeding babies. So if you look back at the Nuremberg Tribunals, uh, maybe I'm misattributing this, but I think that's where it comes from. And the, the idea is as follows, that war is the ultimate crime, for within it are contained all the other crimes of murder and rape and non-judicial imprisonment, etc., etc., etc. So surely a form of emotional manipulation which drives a population towards war or to approve a war is the nastiest form of all emotional manipulation. And that is the topic that these articles are pointing towards. Historically, this is not new. It's been going on for quite some time and included in the graphic for this episode are three examples that come from the lead-up to America's entry into World War One, So these are designed to manipulate the American population to get themselves involved in yet another European war. So I hinted uh, in last episode that emotional manipulation is a sort of false flag attack. It's, quite, it, it's done by the establishment itself, the government. It's approved by the government to manipulate a population into war. So what's the history of this? Well, I expect it goes back centuries. But it's certainly the case that it was used by the British Empire uh, when they controlled media. And there are, I've heard reports from people I know and respect that it was used during the Boer War. So that's in the 19th century. We have this example from the lead up to World War I. And there's plenty more of it. But I'd like to bring to your attention... Uh, well, I suppose if we start with uh, the direction that Dan Cohen's pointing out with his headline uh, of this reporter who promoted Libyan intervention propaganda, remember the Viagra rubbish? Right? This is more of the same. Not bleeding babies, but, you know, rape. So the 
point I want to go to is a particularly nasty version of this, and this is the White Helmets organisation. The thing about this, which is novel in my understanding, is that this was a human rights organisation in serious air quotes, which was created by MI6 with their friends across the pond in the CIA. It was funded by the UK version of the State Department, that's called the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, which is the umbrella organisation for MI6, just as the State Department is for the CIA. And so they created this thing, and it was largely organised by a guy called James Le Mesurier, who uh, fell to his death from a balcony in uh, Istanbul um, a year and a half ago or thereabouts. Uh, Whether he was pushed or he jumped, nobody's quite so certain. But this was what was done. And we found out about this due to some excellent uh, reporting, a lot of which was done by the Grey Zone. I've included a link to their tag for White Helmets, but also by some excellent on-the-ground reporting. And one of the people I'd like to mention is Vanessa Beely, who toured, along with some other external uh, journalists, toured Syria and tracked the locations of the White Helmets. And what they found was that they were always co-located with the headquarters of the insurgency that was being funded armed and had been trained by the CIA. The fake constructed human rights organisation was co-located with the belligerents that were being funded. So you, you can see the unity of this. I mean, consider an army... Now, obviously, they, they require soldiers, and they, those soldiers require forms of ammunition. And obviously, they also require a medical corps, and the medical corps require their supplies, you know, being various drugs and blood and, you know, etc. Now, as an army, you want these things reasonably proximate because you want the medical corps to be able to assist uh, soldiers coming back from, from uh, their engagements. However, you really don't want to put the medical supplies right next to the arms because if the arms go off in a big kaboom, then you lose the medical supplies too. But this was not the case in Syria. So the white helmets were always located very close to the headquarters of the insurgent group and therefore essentially what was happening was that the insurgent headquarters was being stationed in a place where if it was attacked by Syria or Russia or whatever, news could be put out that Russia or Syria had attacked the White Helmets. Do you see the subtle play going on here? It's very nasty. So not only are they using uh, the White Helmets to produce the propaganda of, of... people beheaded or bloody babies or whatever, which is largely done by the actual insurgents themselves. But this is being pumped seriously through cable outlets like CNN and so forth and all of the main news media like the New York Times and so forth, pumped at the US population to get them in outrage about Syria, to take down Assad, which of course is complete bullshit because the region is full of uh, nepotistic families in power And the US is thoroughly aligned with one that's even worse. It's a Sunni extremist theocratic monarchy. It's called Saudi Arabia. So the whole outrage at Assad was just completely beat up. What's behind the whole dirty war in Syria is another question again. It's got something to do with the past gas field, but I'm sure there's other reasons too. Anyway, back to the topic. 
this form of very nasty emotional manipulation is being used again, and it's important to be aware of it. And what we observe from the newly constructed misinformation, disinformation, blah, blah, ideologue brigades is that people who expose the fact that this is what happens again and again and again get attacked, they get taken down. And I've given references in the sources section to a particular researcher who I have great respect for. His name is Dr Piers Robinson, and he's a part of an organisation called the Organisation for Propaganda Studies. With him is um, uh, Crispin Miller and, and a bunch of other researchers. And they essentially got kicked out, well, certainly uh, Robinson did, got kicked out of his university position because he was doing this research, because it offends the powers that be, i.e. the people behind MI6 and the CIA, etc., etc., etc. So there's an interesting battle going on in the information space and these sorts of researchers who are looking into the modern use of propaganda, um, particularly how it's delivered via the, the mainstream media and the sources of the propaganda and the funding arms and so forth, they are very annoying <laughs> to the powers that be that want to use this very effective and extremely nasty form of emotional manipulation. So have a look at the references. I'll try and dig up uh, a few videos for you of Piers Robinson uh, talking about his work in terms of propaganda studies. The fact that effort is expended to go after people like Piers Robinson informs us that dissemination of the fact that this is emotional manipulation is a threat to it. So therefore, if you would wish to counter this sort of nasty shit, tell people about it. <laughs> the powers of be don't like that. The other question is, how, what other mechanisms are there to counter this? Now, the thing that the mainstream media, or any media for that matter, want more than anything else is your attention. So deny that them. So if they start you know, pushing this sort of rubbish, deny them your attention. The other approach, which is a bit more militant, would be to do the equivalent of graffiti. So how do you then run graffiti on uh, you know, CNN or whoever it is? Well, you know, you can do things like start yourself a substack or wherever else and, you know, just yell at the bastards, publish their stuff and splat it all over the place. That's not a bad plan. Or if they run a comment section, you can fill that with shit, but they will just delete that, so that's not very effective. You could do illegal things like run DDoS campaigns. I'm not advocating any particular strategy, but consider that there are many. Good luck to you with whatever you choose. See you tomorrow. Until next time. Mm -hmm.